Hello friends, my name is Connor Manis and you are listening to Collective Fitness Podcast. As always, the podcast is brought to you by the Collective Fitness app. Collective Fitness is a community, a collective of like-minded people all working towards an improved quality of life and a happy and healthier future and use exercise as the key element. We believe that exercise is not a means to an end and should not be qualified by a reflection in the mirror. If you're not already part of this community and would love to be a part of it, our free Facebook group is a great place to start and I'll put the link in the show notes. So, happy Friday. We are 50 days away from Christmas and I felt like I went assaulted by Christmas songs, decorations, and Christmas sales already this week. This must be a new record for the earliest Christmas bombardment through my own experiences. Um, our November challenge is well underway. I'm blown away by the uptake and the engagement so far. It's been phenomenal. Today is our first check-in day, so I'm excited to see how it all tallies up by the end of today. Uh, today's podcast won't be an overly long one, as I'm sure you've already gathered, because it tells you the listening time, so I don't know why I'm telling you that. Anyway, let's get into it. They all roughly link together today. So, number one, ideas are easy, execution is hard. We've all had ideas, right? Most of them die deaf in the back of our brain somewhere, like we don't even articulate them. And some we do vocalize and let out into the world, but they mostly drift away in the wind as well and never really get put into action. Now, a small percentage of those ideas may actually get executed on. We may try and do whatever that idea is. And some will make it. They will turn into real things, but a lot of them won't. The ability to execute separates people not the ability to come up with ideas. That was said by Shane Parrish. So the point here is that we all have ideas and we all think our own ideas are amazing. But what we don't realise is that a million other people have had those ideas. So you, first of all, you need to arm yourself with the courage to execute on those ideas, to identify which ones are garbage and which ones are not. And the ones that are not, you need to get into action. Challenge yourself on what will happen if you don't. That's often more powerful than identifying why you should do it. You should identify what will happen if you don't do it. Then develop the skill set on that, to execute on that idea. This is what separates people who've made it versus who haven't. So what I mean by that is that there is an idea there's the execution of the idea and there's the skills required to execute that idea and the the, the skill set itself if you don't already have it you should learn it before you try and execute it for example execute on a lifestyle change a diet or an exercise plan successfully is a skill in itself never mind the doing it part otherwise there'd be a billion other people who would have lost weight and have not fallen off the wagon that they were on so for example sustainability and implementing a diet in a sustainable way that you can do for a long term is part of the execution skill of a diet not just bombarding yourself with all these challenging tasks off the go the get-go number two Brandon Linus Law, I definitely said that wrong. I said it right earlier as well. Anyway, it's also known as the bullshit asymmetry principle. This states that it takes a lot more energy to refute bullshit than it does to produce it. 
this is why the internet is full of it, especially the fitness part of it. So what I mean by that, people can talk absolute garbage on the internet, but for you to go out of your way and prove them wrong so they stop producing garbage is more harmful no, more hard work than them producing the garbage in the first place. This then means there is a surplus of people producing garbage as opposed and, and a deficit of people who are actively refuting people's lies. Um, and, and, you know, as I'm sure you know, if you listen to podcasts for a while, the fitness industry is a great place to go and find an example of this law where people don't do the research and don't put the effort into finding the real reasons behind things um, and, and ultimately have a financial incentive to peddle their own methods as opposed to resorting to science which should always be the safety net and they uh, let their financial biases override their moral biases there you go that's the good way of saying it number three this is the final one I'm currently reading Ron Holiday's new book. It's called Courage is Calling. And I'm just sure you've guessed it's all about courage. So when I picked it up, I expected it to discuss like strategies, frameworks, and reasons to be more courageous and to take bigger risks. But it really hasn't so far. I'm like an hour and a half in, um, so it, that could change. But it's focused solely so far on the cost of not being courageous. What the cost is of not doing the things that you want to do and that you should be doing. And it's having a positive impact on how I'm starting to view decisions over the course of this week. Instead of thinking why I should be doing something right now, I ask myself what would happen if I did not not like, what do I get out of this? It's always like, actually, what happens if I don't do this? What is the, the consequences? Now, I often ramble onto this email list about the benefits of exercise, but what if I ask you the cost of not getting a handle on your health and fitness right now? Would that help you to take the leap and start investing in yourself that little bit more? The cost of a struggle up a flight of stairs versus running up with ease. The cost of avoiding versus welcoming your reflection in the mirror. The cost of feeling drained versus welcoming the day's challenges and excitements that lie ahead. One of the most meaningful engagements I've had during my career was with a father of two. Now, we had an initial consultation when we sat down and had a bit of a chin wag and I asked him a series of questions. One of the reasons I ask, one of the things I ask, because that's what the goals are, and I also ask why, what is the why behind that goal? And then the usual answer is, oh, I want to lose weight and gain confidence. That, that's, that was the, the outcome, the goal answer to the question. And when I asked the why, it was like, well, I just want to lose weight. And I want to, well, no, sorry. The first answer was, I want to lose weight. And the reason why is because I want to gain confidence. And those are the, you know, the generic answers. You hear this all the time. And it's like an onion. You've got to peel back the layers and you've got to do this in the right way. And so after a few pokes and prods, he revealed that he was fed up of not being able to play football with his two boys. And this was weighing on him. Like, he could see it was weighing on him. He didn't get emotional, but he was on his way there. He could see he was frustrated with himself. He was hating on himself. And it was annoying them that he just didn't have the capacity to get up, run around like he did when he was 25 and 30, and play football with his children. And this was annoying him. And he could no longer bear the cost of not being courageous and throwing himself at the process of losing weight. And... You know, we, we, we worked together for some time and the only regret he ever had was the time he lost for not being courageous enough to do it sooner. So, what's the cost of not doing it for you? Are you going to start it? Are you going to identify what it is? And are you going to have many regrets when you don't do it right now? Now, obviously, we've created, curated a toolkit that takes a lot of the hard work away from you. And if you're not already a member... I'll put the link down in the show notes so you can get started with the Collective Fitness app. Thank you for listening, guys. Have an amazing week, and I will see you next Friday. Take care.